It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Hey guys, I've been having a really good time revisiting some of these old episodes that are so valuable, but get buried sometimes in all of the new episodes too, which are also amazing. But there's so many good resources out there that I wanted to bring this one back up. This was one of the earliest episodes I ever recorded with my friend Jen Hemphill. She now has a podcast called Her Dinero Matters. So it has been changed. So when we talk about her old podcast, just bear with that. It has been changed a little bit. But the content in here is so good. The piece that I think is really helpful is this whole concept of a virtual envelope system. I think this is going to be helpful, especially as we come into the upcoming holidays and all of that stuff. I know a lot of people are thinking about envelope systems and how they can start to do this. So Jen has a really great tip on how to do this virtually. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the previous episode from my friend Jen Hempel. One of the biggest problems that most businesses face is finding the right talent. And right now the job market is insane. And while hiring is definitely difficult, it doesn't need to be when you use Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. Indeed knows how important it is for you to make the most of your recruiting hours and dollars. With Indeed, you can save time and money by setting up your must-have qualifications and only paying for the quality candidates that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash money nerds. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash money nerds, indeed.com slash money nerds. This offer is valid through September 30th terms and conditions to apply. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Jen Hemphill. Jen is one of my favorite money people out there. And so you guys are going to love her story. I'm so excited. So Jen, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. And that is just too sweet. I hope I'm not blushing yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're so sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah. So Jen, give us a brief overview of who you are, what you do, do you have a family, you know, just the superficial stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, by on my business, I'm quote unquote was called an accredited financial counselor, but I call myself a motivational money coach because when I say accredited financial counselor, people tend to think I'm a financial planner, which I am completely not. I don't have any authority to do any financial planning. So I do more of the educative piece. Um, I focus on busy women, uh, getting them stuck out of the overwhelm, uh, simplify their finances, make it fun, make it not so stuffy and boring. Uh, so that's what I do when I have a podcast uh, where I talk all about that. So the money talk for women. And on a personal side, I'm a mother of two boys. I've been married, oh my goodness, um, 15 years. Crazy to think. Um, 
and we're also a military family, so we move around quite a bit. And uh, I believe that was it that you needed to know, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's perfect for right now. So tell us a little bit about how did you get into debt? What was that debt composed of? And give us your, your story of getting out of debt. Sure. Well, let's say my first debt was my car. So this was pre-marriage. And uh, since I've always been keen on getting out of debt, I got out of it quickly. I don't even know how long it took me, but it took me just a couple couple years nice. or less than two years. Uh, then I met my husband. We married. And so uh, I was fortunate in college and in graduate school that I had uh, either scholarships or my parents helping me uh, or me helping. I did contribute. I promise. I, <laughs> I worked it. in the hospital. And the, my husband wasn't so fortunate, so he had taken out a lot of student debt. So when we married, uh, I married into debt, but, you know, and he, that was a pain point for him for a very long time uh, that he brought into the debt into our family. and. And so, you know, for me, it was like, well, we'll just get out of it. You know, that's how I saw it. And for me, my story is not really having this really crazy story like yours is a phenomenal story of getting out of debt in so short of a time. But for us, it was not necessarily getting out of that piece of debt, but not accumulating more debt. Mm. So it's preventing more debt uh, because what happens when you're married? Well, you're going to need another car or whatever. So and so, yes, we took on some more debt, but we would pay those things off quickly and we still would have the student loan. So the student loan did take us. 15 years to pay off. It was a hefty loan. Uh, We just paid it off uh, this year. But in between those 15 years, uh, we also prevented. So I would guess, because I was trying to guesstimate the numbers. Yeah. uh, But I would say we prevented uh, more than 40, uh, between 40 and $50,000 of debt. That is so so amazing. So it just all depends. Everybody's different um, in what they do, because you have to look at what is going on in your life and what's best, you know, uh, or you, whether you need a car, you need a set of furniture or whatever there is. Do you get into debt to focus on this other debt? So it's just a balance and what's best for your situation and what's what makes you more comfortable. I love that. I think that that's so, so true. And I think the fact that, you know, if it took you longer to get out of debt, it's I, what I've noticed is it's so about people's personalities, right? Yeah. And I am one of those people, I'm very grateful for it, but I can go all in and just dive into something and say, sorry, family, sorry, friends, I'm not going to see you for quite a while. When you have a family and you have kids, I mean, that's, you can't always do that. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. that does take a little bit longer and it is really knowing your personality type too. So I I appreciate you saying that. So talk to me a little bit about this decision to not go further into debt, to say we're done. What was going through your mind? Why did you decide that? Why not just take out more debt? Well, because we had that one piece of debt that I know was painful for my husband. So even though it took us longer than we wanted to, uh, we knew we didn't want to take on debt or we took it on for very short stints of time. So we had a, you know, we would have had a plan, like, let's say a car. We're like, OK, we're going to take this out. We uh, save enough for a good down, I guess you could say down payment mm-hmm. or uh, and we will tackle that, you know, right away gotcha. uh, or whatever the case may be. So it was just a matter of not, that means, you know, especially for my husband, me being the person I've always been, I knew debt. I just it, it, I didn't like to deal with that. Uh, we're the type that, you know, if we use a card, credit card, we pay it off at the end of the month, just use it for like the points. Um, but that's not for everybody either, right? The right. credit card is not for everybody either. So it was just that. It was just a, a matter of, for me, personality wise. Um, and I think that's why I'm in the industry that I'm in today. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I didn't want to. Uh, the burden of that. And I wanted that freedom, um, that we have now. Um, and I think that's another reason why it took us a little longer to pay that debt too. It was, it was a matter of preventing more debt and also enjoying our life as we go. Uh, yes, we would cut down stuff, but Hey, yeah, let's, let's take, let's think about this trip here or whatever the case we were assessing at that time. So it was just matter of balancing all that and 
and living a quality life. Yeah, no, no, I definitely, I totally admire that too. I think that's, it's rare for people to even stay focused, but let alone, I mean, see that light at the end of the tunnel and think that, you know, there's hope. It may be, it may be, oh, you know, five, 10 years out, but it's still there. And so I like that you didn't put your life necessarily on hold, you know, while you're, because I mean, some people do, some people will purposely drag out paying off debt, but they live this ultra frugal life. They don't really have a good plan. Mm -hmm. And so they're constantly making payments and living on nothing and not seeing progress. (laughs) I I think that's perfect that you guys did it that way. Well, thank you. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, I mean, that mindset of, debt is not going to be a normal part of my life. How did you, it was that self-taught? What did you just always feel that way? Was it your family? It was the family for sure. I, I come from a background where my parents always, there was always a conversation of if we don't have enough money or we can't do that. Uh, we don't have the money for it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I never really understood that because I saw my parents really, really working hard, but yet they were struggling. And then back when I was um, getting ready to start college, my dad sat me down, I'll never forget, and sat me down and had a conversation with me about money. And he just, it was just simple things as far as uh, knowing how to balance the checkbook. if you're using a, basically knowing how to balance a checkbook, if you're going to use a credit card, it's okay. Just pay it off because then you can get yourself into uh, some trouble there. Uh, and if you take on any debt, just pay it off as fast as I can, as you can. Uh, those were the three things that my dad taught me, and that was it. But I know how much they were struggling. I know, and granted, growing up, I don't think we lacked anything. We were happy kids, right. but it was always, always a thing of, um, and then it also taught me a lot of independence. Uh, so where I, as soon as I was able to get a job in high school, I, I got a job because I didn't want to have to rely. I wanted to make my own money. I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, and not have to ask my mom and dad, oh, can you lend me this? I wasn't, I wasn't that kid. Good for you. Uh, I can, I was not like, oh, can you lend me $10 or $20? Because I knew all, I've heard the, what they said over and over again, we don't have any money. So for me, it was the program. Well, don't ask them for money because they don't have any. And I didn't want to have, so that affected me in this, in that sense where I, I didn't want to be that. I didn't, I didn't want to live that. And not that they're not happy people, but I felt that they were lacking in that area where they could have enjoyed themselves more, but it was more their own limitations than anything else. Uh, So that was, that was huge for me. And I know when I met my husband, I had a really aha moment where that mindset also really affected me, even though I had turned some stuff around, um, you know, financially I was doing well. uh, I managed my money. Well, I would pay off. I started investing even though I did all that, I also noticed that I didn't, I was putting away, putting away and putting away this money, all afraid because I wasn't going to have any. Mm. So that goes back to my upbringing and my parents hearing that. So, and he came from this upbringing, very humble, but they did, they gave him, you know, gave their kids everything, right? Whether they got themselves in debt or not. And he comes up, so he was more about enjoying money, and he's the spender on the saver, or yeah, he's the spender on the <laughs> saver. So we, we, he gave me a good balance of it's okay to be spending money. That's why we go to work exactly. to make money so we can spend some. Love it. <laughs> and you know, we're not gonna be here all the time, so we can't take that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I mean, that that was. Those are some uh, things that I've learned and growing up and, and meeting my husband and all that good stuff. Oh, I so. love that, too. It's so true, especially it always seems that way that you have the saver spender. It's usually not it's the same type. It is, isn't it strange? Yes. I, yeah. I never understand strange. that. Yeah. Um, so talk to me. Did you, did you guys have some, I mean, I can imagine, I know in, in my personal relationship, you know, I'm definitely the saver. I like to save all my money. And same exact reason. I came from that same type of family environment where it was that scarcity mindset. And so it kind of does make you save a lot more to try yes. to plan for your future. Yes. But my significant other, not so much. It wasn't <laughs> that issue. And I know that we've definitely butted heads on that before, too. Mm-hmm. So was that, do, do you think that your marriage and your husband helped you overcome that mindset? 
It, it did. Uh, and I think we helped each other because he mm-hmm. uh, financially just wasn't very organized. Yeah. Um, I'm saying in a nice way if you're watching. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, he and, you know, so he just hearing, seeing what I did and like the structure of what I had when we got married, he's like, oh, you know, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let, let's do that. So he, w- he was on board for sure. And the, really the thing that we butted heads on at the beginning of our marriage, uh, he's a person that's huge heart, a huge giver. If you were to come to him, well, not a complete stranger. Well, even sometimes complete strangers, it depends. Uh, you need something financially wise. Um, oh, let me $200 or let me at that. If he gives it, he gives it off his back and he doesn't expect anything in return. That's Mm -hmm. my husband. That's the type of person. And not that I'm not generous, but how did that fit? My mind was like, how did that fit in our budget? Right. You know, there was no budget for that. So that's where we butted heads. And it was also, we, we had debt. So I was always telling him we got to take care of ourselves, make sure we're in shape before we can help others. Right. So it was just, uh, and he understood that. So that was like the beginnings. And now we have, I have all these accounts and I do this Instead of physical envelopes, I do the virtual envelope. So we have an account that we set as monthly amount. So if those things come across, you know, you know, he gets a phone call. I mean, things, not all our family members manage money the same. So if they need money, he can look at that account mm. and see what we have. And from there, because then it's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> you know? So that's how we've resolved that. But that's really... But on the, on other areas, we really uh, we really were on the same page. Um, obviously, saving, retirement, college funds. I mean, that's something I know we're proud of. We started saving before the kids. I mean, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, we started saving. Granted, we couldn't open an account yet because they didn't have a social security number because right. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> but we just put it at the beginning. We just put it straight into a savings account. And once they were born and we had a social security number, we opened the 529. So that's something that you know, I'm proud of. And so those areas were definitely on the same page and we've definitely learned to communicate more, uh, because again, he's the spender. Uh, so sometimes he'll spend and I'm like, where is this coming from? That <laughs> Where's thing. That so, <laughs> yeah, really, where is this, you know, accounted for? I mean, yeah. So it's just been a growing thing over the years. It's not all perfect to this day, but we've gotten a lot better. I love it. It's always give and take, too. It's always like, if he wants to give money, I mean, you have to budget for him to get that feel-good moment. And again, not saying you're not generous. I know that you are. But there's different ways. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, I'm nice. I am. am. I'm like the nicest person ever. (laughs) Um, And so it, it is finding those ways that it works for your marriage and your family and your budget and finding those little sacrifices. I am super curious. Talk to me about your your virtual envelope system because that is pretty cool. Sure. Well, in this, I've been doing this for about three years. Okay. And I think I was reading, because uh, I'm always reading these different personal finance books, and at that time, I was reading the Total Money Makeover. And of course, Dave Ramsey talks about the envelope method, right? And, and I just don't like how, I mean, I have cash, but I just didn't like the aspect of having cash. And so I, for some reason, I started thinking, because it, you know, I started thinking, what were the things most important to us? So I have, we have one account that's just the billing account. So our income goes in there and that's where all the bills are filtered out. Right. Okay. And then from there is also the, from the difference accounts. So I have a grocery account. So a certain amount goes in so I can see it and be more visual versus mm. having a lump sum and figuring out, Oh, X amount was for groceries and X amount is for this. I have to be able to see it. It's not right. for everybody. Um, but I also have what's, you know, so like the common things that we spend on. So, for example, obviously food and groceries, uh, gasoline for the car, those have separate accounts. And I just use that grocery account, if you will, as the main account, like for the debit card. So, like, okay. you know, if we go pump gas, I transfer the money because you can do it from your phone. Right. You know, you transfer that amount of money and there, bam. And I also have um, short-term short-term savings accounts. 
uh, for things that are important to us. So our trips, right? I also have, um, it's a little longer, but for the next car, I don't want to buy a car with a loan next time. So we have already figured out how how much longer, when will we buy a car, how much we'll pay for it. And we put away every month for that. Uh, Of course, the kids, what is the third one? There's a third one in, oh, the emergency savings. And that, it's pretty much, I added, you know, because we don't have the six months emergency Mm -hmm. savings yet. So I just kind of add to it every month. And then we also have accounts for like quarterly bills. Um, What else do we have? Uh, well, we don't have a house, but oh, oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. similar things like that, that don't, you know, any quarterly, any things that don't come out every month. So we put that away. We have an account for the dog. You have um, to. <laughs> you so have expensive. To. <laughs> so uh, those type of things that fit in our life is what we have an account uh, for. Um, that is super funny. I, I do. Okay. In all honesty, I do not have a dog account yet. <laughs> I I don't know why his vet bills are probably are at expensive. least like a thousand dollars a year. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. This dog goes to the doctor more than I do. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I put it there because I guess I have to be visual, and I'd rather see it than mm-hmm. try you know figure out. Okay, we have this amount. This is supposed to go towards whatever the case may be. So for me, it allows me to be more visual and, and more organized because I'm a little anal about that. Yeah, no worries at all. I think, <laughs> I think most people that are into personal finance are. <laughs> We're a little nerdy. <laughs> I know, right? But so, okay, I love that idea of having this virtual envelope system because I'm the same way. It's I hate having a significant amount of cash. And I right. know, you know, $100, $200 a month, that's not a ton of cash, but if right. I lost that cash, it would definitely, it would impact me. It, mm-hmm. it would impact my budget for sure. And so I love that idea. I think that's something I'm going to have to try is the, the whole virtual envelope system and see how it goes. So right. I'll keep I mean, I would just that. suggest, I'm actually going to do um, a webinar on this to oh, show good. exactly how, you know, my, because I'm just giving you little bits and pieces, but sure. just exactly my thought process of how you should go about doing it, what accounts, you know, you should do, you consider to make your life easier. Oh, I love that. That's so, so. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for your webinar then. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> so how do you stay motivated to, I mean, saving for a car, even like something as basic as that. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the time in, in our world and in our society, we just, if we want a car, we go finance a car and we say 250 okay. bucks a month, no problem. How yeah. do you, how did you, I mean, that's a big mindset, but how do you stay motivated to keep saving and to get out of debt and all of that stuff? How do you stay motivated? I, I mean, everything's automated, so I don't even see it from month to month and just looking at it, you know, because of course you can log into your account and looking at those uh, different accounts and seeing them grow. Uh, it's That's motivating in itself. And just knowing um, we have that peace of mind of Granted, our, our you know our budget is not perfect, or how we spend is never perfect. Sometimes we overdo it, but we have these different accounts that quote unquote we can borrow from, and it's okay. So, but we are not borrowing from that emergency fund because that is not what the purpose is for, right? Exactly. But it just it gives a little. Granted, it's not something that we intend to do, but if things we overspend or whatever, we have some cushion and. Um, and so that so that helps. That totally helps. One of the the tips I always give to people starting off with, like, how do I even manage my money, is mm-hmm. to yes, get that emergency fund. But I am a huge fan of a buffer in your checking account yes. for that exact yes. reason. And so at any given right. point, I always have five hundred dollars sitting in my checking account because right. we're not perfect. Budgets right. never work that way. Right. And I know there's uh, what is that company? And I haven't gotten to that yet. But there is a company, they sell the software, your YNAB, your, you need a budget. I was trying to figure out oh, what that yeah, yeah, yeah. So their system is where you set yourself up, work it where you're a month and a half ahead, something like That's that. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. That's, so you need a budget. Yes, you need a budget. I'll check into that one too. That's I'm always looking for fun software and tools and stuff. Um, are you? Do you tend to use software? Or are you kind of old school? Pencil, I have it, mm-hmm. but I actually got that one because. But then I don't necessarily use it. I just use my spreadsheets, um, and then I have actually I have a little just regular what are they a dollar whatever composition notebook so this is basically my system <laughs> i have my spreadsheet i have this little composition notebook and i write out all the bills everything uh savings that we do and then as i go i look at the bills i could look at the finances twice a month and then as i go i just check it off so i know it's got done um i highlight it it's just it's not anything like beautiful or whatnot but it works for me so yeah. i mean that's basically in a nutshell my my spreadsheet and that little notebook and of course the checking it in the checkbook but yeah i, do, I, love I that. do still do that to <laughs> do you that's so awesome <laughs> that's very rare so props well, to you i just kind of to check it off i mean i don't necessarily subtract or add oh I'm, I'm with you it's like because just, i just can look through I, I definitely look at the people that are listening to the podcast are probably thinking we're crazy because we're sitting here doing all the hand <laughs> i talk with my hands me too that's so funny so how do you get your kids involved with all of this personal finance stuff how, how do you teach them how to be fiscally responsible Right. That is something that I'm actually starting to do. I've been, do- awesome. I can't say I haven't done. So sure. my boys are 13 and eight and, um, we've been doing it little by little. Um, I've struggled with the concept of, um, an allowance. Yeah. Um, so they don't have one yet. I mean, we've had it and then we haven't, and then we've had it, then we haven't. So we haven't been consistent with that. But for example, what I've started to do just recently is that their school lunches. So if they take, um, nowadays before it's different, but nowadays you just deposit money, quote unquote, into their account. And so what I'm having them do is say, okay, you have this amount of money this month for your lunches. And what happens now, you used to be in what I went, you just got a lunch. You didn't have these extra things. Right. So what's not clear, especially for my little one is like, what is extra and how much it costs? They just kind of grab it. So I'm like, what happened? Why do you already need lunch money? <laughs> so I'm starting to teach them like, okay, this is going to cost extra. So you have this, if you, if you are done with your money for the month, then you need to consider taking your own lunch and they'll pack their own lunches and that stuff. So um, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, Cause my oldest is going to be going on a trip. Uh, so I'm like, I need to fast forward or, you know, make sure that he's knows, I mean, he knows how to purchase, he knows how to count change and those, that type of thing. But whether he has the concept of how much he should spend on certain things obviously we're still working on it right like last year he bought like over $30 in Girl Scout cookies I'm like why do you need $30 of Girl Scout cookies Uh, but then on the other side they were they've been this is a funny story they went they have those book fairs right Mm -hmm. and it was the last one of the year last uh, for this past school year and it was a buy one get one free right so I said, okay, here's $20, you spend 10 and you spend 10, you know? And my oldest, mind you, his mind buy one, get one free. So I don't even take the time to do this. So he took, let's say a $5 book and he would find another $5 book to my, so he can get the most bang for his buck. Oh he did, goodness. I mean, they got like 10 books. Wow. For those $20 because he, you know... I don't take the time because that's just too tedious. I mean, if I find a $2 and 50, yes, he did that. So there's other parts that I'm like, wow, that's good. That's so, incredible. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty, I thought it was funny. You that know, is came home. I I'm like, that. I got 10, 10 books. I'm like, how'd you do that? Cause I didn't think those books were going to go for $5. I figured they would come home with four books, you know, one for $10 and another, but yeah, they were, they were having some deals. That is so great. I love it. So just for fun, I always like to ask people, what kind of car do you drive now? A Honda Pilot. A Honda Pilot. There you go. What year is it? It is a 2008. And here's a funny story. We're a one-car family. No kidding. Yeah. And uh, we got, and actually, 
let's say I have to think about it where we were living. So in two, we moved 2012. No, yeah, 2010, uh, 2011, we moved and our uh, car that we first got, and that was a, that was sad. I cried that day because we uh, the car that we bought purchased together when we first got married, it, it was just it was time for him to go, <laughs> and so we gave him away. I had a little crying session. So from there we went to and uh, where we moved, my husband. I mean, it was just not necessary for us to buy a car. And still where we move, there's just, he just takes public. So there's no need for another car. So therefore, we, yeah, we're still for 2011 or 2011, 2012. I don't know. One of those two years until now, we've been a one-car family. That is so incredible. There's not, there was, it's worked out, fortunately. Well, and you're saving so much money that way, too. Mm-hmm. Like a ton of money. So I have yep. a couple more questions for you, sure. and then I will let you go about your day. I know you're always busy, but so what would you, what advice would you give to somebody that is maybe they're trying to get out of debt? They don't really see that light at the end of the tunnel and they just feel overwhelmed. What advice would you give for them? I would say, take a look at the debt that you have and look at the one that's most pressing, like the one that really really irks you the most that gets under your skin and go with that one first. Yes, of course, we know that there's different um, sides to this of, you know, pay the one that has the most high interest rate. But Mm -hmm. sometimes the one with the most high interest rate may be the biggest amount. Who knows? Um, In other trains of thought, they want you to pay the one with the lowest interest rate or the lowest amount. So, I say go with the, with your gut, the one that really, really gets under your skin, and go with that one. But if you're more of a numbers person where that really, the interest that you're paying on it really frustrates you, then go with the one that makes most sense numbers-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I would say. I love that. I think that that's really good advice. Sometimes we do get so bogged down with highest yes. interest rate, snowball, avalanche, all these different terminologies right. that at the end right. of the day... It's sometimes that's as simple as it is. What debt pisses you off the most, honestly? Exactly. I love exactly. it. So what are you saving for right now? What's, what's your next big purchase? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, yes, the car. I'm always constantly the, our next vacation. Yeah. Uh, and then the next thing that I'm going to start, I have to talk to a financial advisor about this, but um, I want to start saving for our forever home. We move around a lot. Yeah. Uh, but potentially in five to seven years, we'll be done. You know, I don't know. We'll see how, um, what we'll, we'll assess that at the 20 year mark. So I'm definitely looking at um, saving for our forever home and figuring out what the best strategy or I mean I don't want to just put in a regular savings account so if it's a longer term saving I got to figure out what the best way for that is fun things to start saving for too that that if that doesn't keep you motivated I don't know what would so (laughs) I love it Jen where can people go to learn more about you and your business and your podcast sure Uh, just at jenhemphill.com so the podcast you can find it there um, as well. And you can look it up. Uh, my podcast name is Her Money Matters, and you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, all of those places. So it's jenhemphill.com, J-E-N-H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L.com. You got it. Awesome. You got it. Jen, thank you so much for spending some time with me and sharing all of your, your fun story and all your hard-learned lessons. They're never easy. So no, I not. really appreciate your time, and I will definitely keep you posted on how this all goes down. Okay, so what did you guys think? I personally love this episode. Jen is such an amazing person. I love her her authenticity and just her frankness with talking about money. She's kind of one of those no BS kind of people, and I really do appreciate that. I feel like they're harder and harder to come by, and so I just appreciate her candidness with conversations and her real-life scenario. It's just really pretty awesome to hear that from somebody that's working in the trenches as well. One of the things that Jen shared that really stood out to me was when she talks about paying off the debt that gets the one that gets under your skin the most, the one that really pisses you off. 
that's the one you should focus on. And that's a very unique approach to paying off debt. So I admire that and I appreciate that. And I just think it's a really cool way to go that can really help you see progress if you are excited or fired up about getting rid of one specific debt. Maybe that's the one for you to focus on. So give it a try. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear your progress and your approach to paying off debt as well. If you have liked this podcast so far, please consider leaving me a review and subscribing to the show on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever the heck you're listening to this. I really do appreciate the support and it helps me make the show amazing and create something that you actually care about and want to keep listening to. Thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time and I hope you have got as much out of this episode as I did. Thanks and I will see you guys next week.
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.